Welcome to Best Bad Movie Ever. A podcast about terrible movies and the people who love them. With your hosts, Tom Ryman and David Christopher Bell. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Best Bad Movie Ever, the show about terrible films and the people who love them. I'm your co-host, Tom Ryman. I'm your other co-host, David Bell. And I'm the person who loves terrible things, Adam Ganser. Hi, sure Adam. Yeah, I really sure do. are. Yeah, really am. Welcome. Mm. What uh? What did you do? What What have you done? What 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 I've done film? A lot of things. What film did you bring for us to discuss today? Uh, well, the movie I brought to discuss to exemplify my inner terribleness is uh, Avatar, a movie that I will defend is pretty all right. Okay, we're gonna need. Okay. Yeah, this is this is a kind of an interesting uh, episode. We're gonna need a bit of a caveat. Avatar is not technically a bad film no it has um like an 83 medic metacritic score yeah. it's the highest grossing film of all time that said i tweeted about it last night and i got more than one tweets of people being like this is the first time i've thought about avatar and right it's it such out. a instantly forgettable film that immediately left the zeitgeist and it's sort of i feel like it's not looked back on very fondly it got people a talk about it like it's garbage yes all the time like you could like run into some guy in the street. We saw a shirtless old man in a leather jerkin on a couch. Yeah, on the way here in a garage, sitting in his garage. We in a saw couch. that. That guy probably wow. thinks Avatar sucks. I don't know, but why didn't you ask are. him? Why didn't we should have? We, we were at a stop sign. Here. Yeah, it I was, wasn't. I wasn't in my mindful. There's state. a fourth right. fourth chair that he could be occupying right now. Right now, just pour one out for, for, for shirtless <laughs> leather jerkin old man. Shirtless guy whose name is probably Vic. Yeah. Who we could have invited. Boy, he sure looked like a Vic. But we gave really looked like a Vic. He really did. Um, didn't invite him. But as our test case, guarantee you he hated Avatar. Mm. Right. He may well have. Yeah. Um, so yeah, favor us, if you will, with mm-hmm. a brief plot synopsis to this three-hour film. Uh, Two-hour, 42-minute film. Sure. Uh, this is going to be one of those exacting podcasts where <laughs> your hyperbole is not going to be tolerated. Uh <laughs> So, <laughs> so Avatar is a story of a marine who is, for some reason, has a twin who died, mm-hmm. uh, who is then employed. <laughs> never are, are matters. You, never really ne- matters. Never really. It matters because it's why isn't this man a scientist? Right. Why is he some dumb shit marine? Right. And anyway. then he and then he shows them all up because he's not no he's no like science cuck. Who like That's, just sciences his yes. way through the aliens? I believe they use the term science. They do. It's right after unobtainium in that one horrifying scene. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, so uh, science cuck. <laughs> uh, I forgot. I forgot the name. Sam Worthington. I forgot the name of the actor. Uh, Jason Tully. Jake, Jake, Jake Sully. Sully. Jake Sully. Uh, Jake Sully. A a man who has no use in his legs. Correct. Uh, which matters because it motivates him. Uh, is asked. <laughs> you got no use. You got no of use in them legs. legs. Yeah. Uh, he's he's asked to pilot a a Navi avatar. Now the Navi are basically sea cat people, mm-hmm. blue cat people who populate the world of Pandora, where a rich mineral called unobtainium is there to be ripped from the earth by Earth's. Apparently militant corporate forces led up by Giovanni Ribisi. Earth's mightiest Giovanni Ribisi. Right, yeah. Exactly. Is tearing up Pandora. So they're there. They've been trying to cooperate with the Navi via diplomacy. I'm doing air quotes, or should be. 
and they have a team of scientists who populate these avatar Navi, fake Navi, who have been trying to convince the Navi, move away from this one place because it's got a lot of unobtainium and we want it. Uh, that hasn't worked. Cue Sam Worthington, the uh, man with no use for his legs, who pilots this avatar miraculously, befriends and learns the customs of the Navi people, decides he wants to switch sides in this battle, right? His yeah. loyalties being skewed between the military's preferences, the scientists' preferences, and the Navi people's preferences. He, he goes through this big, long, basically hour-long training montage learning uh, the Navi people's ways. He comes to basically adulthood as a Navi. He, he, he becomes a full-fledged member of the people right as the military loses faith in his diplomacy effort and they decide to take down the spiritual center of the Navi life, the giant tree. Home tree. Home tree. They Home rip tree. it from the earth, prompting another hour-long battle sequence in which the Navi fight to protect their home world, to avenge the fallen from that terrible tragedy, mm-hmm. and to repel the Earth corporate people from the planet of Pandora, which they successfully do. And apparently, Sam Worthington just straight up becomes his avatar at the end yep. of the movie. He, he sure does. Straight up becomes a Navi, meaning Avatar twos, Avatars 2 through 4. Uh, 5. Two through five, two through five will need another reason to have a fake sea cat person to meaningfully be called Avatar. Anyway, that's a pretty good summary of the movie. I would yeah, say. I, I, think so. I would think so. Um, my main complaint mm-hmm. with the film mm-hmm. is that there is literally no reason for the Avatar program. Yeah, they must believe there was no way to befriend them without having other sea cat people that look Bec- like them. Because they never pretend not to be earthlings. They make right. these elaborate avatars so they can blend in with the Navi and then just put on earth clothes and come to them as earth people speaking English. It's similar it's- to the Keanu Reeves Day the Earth stood still from the opposite side. Okay. Because in that one, because it's creepy, not because it's a, f- it's a good thing to do, Keanu yeah. Reeves is an alien in a human body who's just there to tell the earth that they're fucked. Um, well, that's kind of what this is. Right? It is, but it, yeah. like this is supposed to be just diplomacy. But it's like that. It's a body snatcher situation, right? But it's like that if we met a body snatcher and was like, "Let's teach him stuff, like how to work, how to <laughs> a job and stuff." Yeah, like they decide to make Jake part of their tribe for no reason. Like uh, she comes in, like I found this guy in the woods. You're going to teach not, him our not ways. No reason. Not no reason. He's got the seeds on him. That's correct. The uh, the home tree casts its sign upon him, blessing him as the chosen warrior. Right, and she notices it. Right, he's special boy because the air anemones land on him. And I understand that you're going to shit all over the mysticism of this movie. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Do that. The but I just want to point out the movie believes that this giant, this planet is essentially a brain. Like, that's what it believes. It is, yeah. This planet is a brain, and it's, like, semi-conscious, right? And that the real wealth of the planet is in understanding slash harvesting the consciousness, not the unobtainium, and that's going to matter for the next five months, I guarantee you It was basically doing, like, us wiping out Native Americans, but they Mm -hmm. felt like it wasn't, like... Like, first of all, it's so on the nose that it's ridiculous. It's very on the nose. But they felt like they needed to somehow support it with science, the idea that we should take care of a planet. So they're like, no, it's like everything's wired. Right. They needed to give us like some quantifiable reason not well, to destroy well, the planet. What bothers me about that, though. That's a film, right? That's, 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 sure. not a, that's not a new thing. Midichlorians is the same problem. Sure. I mean, that doesn't yeah. bother me. In fact, 
one of the things I like about Avatar is they created a world. A world that can be in another, you can have another Star Wars in. Like, it's its its, its own unique world. And for the most part, even though the animals sound exactly like the animals in Jurassic they Park. Sure you did. guys that, noticed that? That really weirded to me the out. To the point that they just used the same they just sound effects. the sound yeah. effects. Yes, they did. Especially for the giant angler snake cat <laughs> yeah that really because right. i i noticed that in theaters and i remember at the time they were talking about how expensive the movie is and it's like couldn't record your own sounds though yeah you, like you, those you, are obvious that is obviously right, the t-rex right. not, o- not like, only did you dip into a sound library you picked into you dipped into like the most famous sound library it's like and i recent. want to, yeah, yeah i want you know? Stephen lang to get in that mech warrior and it starts making darth vader breathing <laughs> yeah sounds. <laughs> I'm I'm still having trouble. I mean, I'm going to pile on with this with you guys here before I defend this movie, right? Sure. So I'm having trouble with why the human beings ever operate independent of a mech suit in this world. There's well, no reason. Right. Why the hell? Well, hold would on. You? Why I I would go further and say why do they operate independently of an avatar? Correct. Stephen Lang. There's that. I love the scene. Stephen Lang's is like, look at these scars I got. Real dangerous out there. Anyway, the Avatar, a bunch of liptic science stuff. I'm going to get into this mech that I have to control. No use for Avatars. And it's like, motherfucker, just stick an Avatar in one of those things. Like, there's, it's, he's basically like, psh, remote control stuff. That's bullshit. And it's, it's, the, it's the reason they lose. He he's gets a, he's shot a with an arrow. Character. He's they, a very well, all, poor all character. The, all the villains are cartoonishly obtuse. It's cartoonishly black and white yeah. across the board. Yeah. They tried to put decent actors in those roles to, to put a bandaid on the bullet yeah. wound of the poor writing. If if you're if you if our accusations are going to be that this is a clunky obvious script that is not done with any nuance or right. uh, or with any real artfulness, I'm going to concede that right sure, now. Sure. Like, here you go. I'm conceding here's, all. Of I guess that. here's what I was going back to with the. Um, yeah. The, the the world is connected and you have to take care of it. One of the first things that happens, Jake Sully is attacked by like space hyenas mm-hmm. and um, like wolves. Yeah, well, yeah, wolves, something. Yeah. And then she asked, uh, "What's her name?" Um, I forget her name. Zoe Saldana. Zoe, Zoe, Zoe Saldana. Her name in the film. Um, the names of the saves him, and she's like mad. Like this is sad. You know, these things didn't have to die. This is death. Is not. You know, the, like war, death, these are not fun things. Um, the earth isn't ours kind of thing. Like, this is a, sa- you know, like, we're a part of this environment. At the end, Jake Jake Sully's speech to hype them up is, this is our land and nobody can have it. And they're all like, yeah. And then they just proceed to have a war. And the movie's like, yeah, isn't this awesome? And it's like, sure. I mean, it's everything they're against, right? Like... There's like things blowing up into trees and stuff, and yeah. I get that they have to do it. But again, going back to what she said, this isn't a happy thing. This isn't a cool thing. If the sequel so, dealt with that cognitive dissonance, it wouldn't bother me. Sure, that, that is a legitimate grievance. Yeah, but also I hate doing this. I'm going to do it. I don't care. <laughs> uh, but also, like that's what would happen if your world was if your fundament like your foundation for your world was torn apart by a fucking missiles and shit is you would start believing in no this is ours or that's what people do or i mean they've done this in star trek before it's like the or the people are just so down with their principles they're like well we're just gonna get blown up then because we're not gonna kill people right right and that's not i mean why are they warrior people yeah i mean mean, yeah and then it just you're right that it is intellectually well no they could still they could still have that war if they ended it on more of a like if the movie treated it of like this isn't kick ass like this sucks 
And there was there was a grief to it. Yeah, and it, it, to it, it goes back to the black and white thing because it would have been really easy to make the humans sympathetic because they're us and their world is dying and like that idea that like they it's our fault but like they could have made it less black and white and therefore made the that ending they he just went full just hollywood star war good guys versus bad guys and i feel like it would have been much more interesting film and much more memorable had there been it had it been more ambiguous throughout it wouldn't morality of it more memorable I don't like that. I don't agree with because I don't think that nuanced, subtle takes on alien races and stuff are make memorable movies. Like I, I name one that that where that District happens. Twelve. I don't think that's a memorable movie. Oh, okay. Like I mean, I've seen it's it. It's definitely the better version of this because again, the, no, the Navi is, is also. Mm-hmm. I, I legitimately think this is better than that movie. I, I know, I, like everyone, what? Like I think the first half of District Nine, right? Not District, District Nine, yeah, whatever. District Twelve is a different one. What's District? That's the parkour that's one. The parkour movie. Yeah. Oh man, District Nine is the movie you're referring to. The Look, first half of that movie I, blew my mind. The set, the last half was garbage. I think. Right. Uh, I th- I think that I think Avatar has to be forgiven some of its obvious uh, broad stroke bullshit. Why? I'll tell you why. Uh, thank you for asking that, Tom. <laughs> uh, why you- do we forgive it from this movie and not from others? Uh, for a lot of reasons. One is, I think, as a technical achievement, it's one of the most important and striking films ever made for visuals. Ab- absolutely, yeah. Watching yeah. this, I've only I had only seen this movie once. Yes. Um, watching it again for this podcast, it's been almost ten years since it came out. I was still right. like, this movie looks really good. Yeah. yeah it, the CGI is a little like just a. a teensy bit dated very in the, in the beginning yeah. yeah very a very touch of datedness but nothing that hurts it and yeah way. it's a stunning achievement it's not yeah. like like i don't think any of that was filmed like like really filmed no you know i mean like this is like uh almost entirely rendered in cgi right and it's incredibly believable it's also the most important 3d movie ever made Hands okay. down, probably the only important. Yeah, only 3D. I, I think that's probably right. Yeah, uh, because it was shot in 3D. Like when you watch this yeah. movie in 3D, you're watching it as intended. But when you say this starts a Captain EO is an important 3D movie. Yeah, you can't <laughs> take Michael that Jackson away from one? me. That came here to change the world, my friend. Mm, it did. <laughs> it did. It touched down. <laughs> it sure did to <laughs> change our hearts and minds. All right, but when you say this was uh, what 2009? Yes. yes. This to me, I realized watching it starts the bad trend. The way, the way, like Spielberg, the way, like Jaws started the summer blockbuster stuff. Avatar starts the we're going to make a movie that's a spectacle for theaters, and then everybody forgets about. Like it starts the trend of we're going to make a movie that looks really good and advertises really well and makes a shitload of money in theaters, and then everybody just moves on to the next thing. It didn't start, and, it ne- that. and and when you go back and watch it, it's just like narratively, it's not great. It's a bad script, as you said, uh, but it's this, that it looks good and it's pretty and it looked good in theaters and it was entertaining. And then we all sort of like it. It's it's a bad trend, I think, in movies. I can't m- comment on why this particular movie isn't memorable uh-huh. and other movies so supposedly are. I, I don't think that there's been many Marvel movies that were better than this. Like I like this is a summer blockbuster type movie. That's right. What this that's, is. But that's what I'm saying. I know. So, I know that's what you're saying. Yeah. But like. Most summer blockbuster movies for decades have been a thing that were designed to only be important in the theater and then be forgotten. A right. few of them transcended that. That's why we remember it. The rest of them we don't. Like that's Avatar is not. That, the first I mean one that's, that that is a good point because it's it's that the, like it's when people say um, things were made better back in the day. 
because they're sure. still around. It's like, no, you're just seeing the stuff that was that made lasted. well, that lasted. Yeah. In the sense that if you go back and you look at movies from like the 80s and 90s, you'll find so many movies that you've never heard it's of. a lot of garbage. garbage. And you're like, you'll oh, find, yeah. yeah, you'll you know? find the movie Runaway. Right. With, yeah. And you'll be like, Jesus, this went. Or you'll realize that there's like six Planet of the Apes sequels to the original. And it's like, holy shit. I think the most disappointing thing about Avatar to me is that it's one of the most, uh, that it's made so much money. I know that's like I think it's this is going to be a bewildering film to go back and watch like to to introduce this film yes. to like kids like I can't imagine watching this movie as a teenager like 10 years from now and being told this is the m- most successful movie of all time. Yeah, I mean like, it won't be by then. Really? It won't be by then. But but it's I don't know what's going to beat it at this point because it withstood a new Star Wars and right. it withstood all the Avengers. I mean, you know, that's like saying nothing's future proof, man. Like, I know. That's it's true. That's possible. true. There'll be another fucking whenever Jim Cameron comes out with another movie. Well, that's movie. the thing. It's like, it, I don't know what, that guy's got a Midas touch. He's got magic in his hands. Because like, oh, Avatar yeah. is not a memorable film narratively. Lucas has nightmares about James Cameron. Yeah, he does. He <laughs> he wakes up he, just climbing the air with yeah. night terrors about Jim Cameron. Because James Cameron can, can, this is like a pretty basic idea for a story. Right. Like, it's amazingly realized and beautifully directed in a lot of ways, but it's not a complicated story, which I think is why it's forgettable. Right. You know, like, there's nothing new or punchy or there's no reason It's also why probably I, why it did so well. A, a part of why exactly. it did so well, well is that it's a simple story it's to... It's Call of Duty. You yeah. Know, it's like... It's, yeah, it's, well, it's Dances with Wolves. This is yes. someone else's yeah, saying it. This was from the Mr. Plinkett review of two James Cameron films, Titanic. Yeah. And Avatar, which is simply, and I mean, it's simply put, he aims for the middle and he nails it every time. Titanic's the same way where you watch Titanic and you're like, oh, the poor people are good. The rich people are cartoonishly bad. Yeah. Like there's no, it's, it's very like, there's no middle ground. They don't make it ambiguous. It's very like, it's just for everybody to go fucking see. And it hits that perfect middle where he gets the maximum amount of people who are like, I'm interested in that. I'll see it. It's not so dumb that it's on one side, but it's, it's not, not challenging. Yeah, it's no, no it's so artsy that it's challenging. Yeah. But he's he's. I don't know if there is a better director for spectacle right now than Jim Cameron. I'm not sure that there, like, ever was. I mean, Spielberg. Uh, Would you call him spectacle? Yeah, he's yeah. pretty. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty. I think true. Spielberg's a better filmmaker overall. Well, obviously. yeah, yeah, oh, yes. That's not risky. But James Cameron. I mean, we this movie wasn't appreciated as much as it should be for a technical achievement. B, I like it for James Cameron's personal narrative. You ready for this shit? Because I love this shit. Okay, Ooh. okay, tell me. James Cameron. I did a whole video about this on Cracked. Uh, James Cameron spent his entire career terrified of the ocean. Right, like every movie I he ever did. Agree. Until. Yes up to and including Avatar, was about his fear-slash-obsession with the ocean. Mm -hmm. So after Titanic, in which the ocean swallows a barge and most of the 1920s... Yeah. Uh, all of the teens. (laughs) Right. All of the, the, yeah, the the pre-World War II, is it? Yeah. Because it was like 1911 or some shit, right? Yeah, I think it was in the teens. Yeah, it was after World War I. Uh, after the Titanic swallowed all of that and then James Cameron pissed everyone off and won a bunch of Oscars and was yeah. a dick about it, James Cameron then spent, like, I think it was 13 years. It was a long time. He spent, like, 13 years just going into the ocean himself, piloting an avatar, yeah. a mech suit, if mm-hmm. you will, into the ocean himself because he was tired of faking it. He wanted to do it for himself, for real. When he comes back, the first movie he makes is Avatar. Yeah. Right, Avatar is the first time the ocean is the fucking good guy. Yeah, it's the first time that's ever happened. It's because he fucked a fish. 
it's probably that's what yeah. it is. He made some kind of spirit wife down there or something, it's as like Abe often says, yeah. right? But like, legitimately, I think he had some kind of a spiritual experience down there. I'm not kidding. I think like I think he had some kind of a cathartic thing. Mm-hmm. Where I mean, when the next back up, Avatar is going to apparently be very ocean based. This avi- this one was very ocean. Yeah, it's all sea life. It's every every creature looks like a oh, this mix is, of an yeah, but this is going to actually explore like the oceans of Pandora, and who knows what the hell that's going to be? Man, uh, it's going to be some hellscape. Yeah, <laughs> or some it's going to be terrifying hellscape. It might not be. It might be like this weird angelic thing. Like I think James Cameron going down and facing that fear himself. This movie is the first time that he came back and was like, I have seen it. And like, we have to defend it. Like, yeah. I really believe that's what <laughs> We happened. must right. defend Mother Ocean. I love that. I fucking love it for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think that's really cool. And I think it does matter enough to mention and to like the movie for. I, that's how I feel about it. That's fair. <laughs> like, not everybody likes Barry Lyndon from Stanley Kubrick. I like that movie because sure. I like what he was trying to do. But he know? didn't make six Barry Lyndon films. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. I think making another Avatar is insane. There's okay. no reason to well, do it. Let alone making make, four more avatars. Making another Avatar in like 2012 would have been fine. Because again, looking at this right. world, I was like, oh, this is world building. I'd love to keep going to this world. It's pretty. Yes. And maybe the next ones would be better. But no, he's waiting like a decade and a half, and then he's going to deliver six movies. And that's insane. Is it going to be like The Matrix, where like they waited for four years, then both of them dropped in two minutes? And maybe, nobody yeah. cared anymore? Yeah. <laughs> well, they were both so fucking bad. I, there's... Avatar to me is a complete story. Like I'm yes. sure, I'm sure the Earthlings are going to come back. It's, well, and it's, well, they're that's ha- they're a hundred percent coming. That's back. why like, that's, it's a complete story because right. it's like we don't need to know more. It's not going to get right. any. It's not. Better. It's going to get. You think Giovanni Ribisi had what is clearly trillions of dollars of backing. He's yeah. backed sure by the military, right. and they're coming from a desperate, dying Earth. He's coming back. Yeah, they're going right. to Independence with, Day that shit. Yeah, with like fucking heat lasers and nukes and shit. He's yeah. going to look like the Cabal from Destiny 2. Yes. He's going to yeah. drill, suck it out of the earth. Like, yeah. suck all that obtainium out of the they're earth. They're going to come back. And it's it's going to be just Bleak. fucking Skeletor well, yeah, raising they're not the even, earth to the much, ground. They're not even like going to land on Pandora. No. They don't need the trees. No. They just need the rock, the smoldering they need the rock. Counterpoint. What if, in between films... Giovanni Rubishi realized that Pandora is a brain, right? And then so Avatar 2 is actually more like a Solaris kind of a story, like where he comes <laughs> back and like that brain's fucking with him and he's like trying to figure it out. You know, it's just the shit story out of, of that. It's just the two stories of, of Giovanni Rubishi and himself. And I like, would love if he was just like, all right, screw Sigourney Weaver, screw all these characters. <laughs> it's all Giovanni from here. Yeah, Avatar, that, would be, that would be Six amazing. Avatar films just fallen giovanni well, apparently <laughs> is he a clone how long has he been a clone? yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> apparently they are bringing every character back including the dead ones. including steven lang yeah oh no i don't all right i assume there's a reason for that that's like not dumb i because assume he well, doesn't it'll, have it'll, to do that i assume it'll be steven lang somehow makes his way into the soul tree and we get an evil avatar version of steven lang. yeah that's what i was thinking we is the soul tree kind of only need to see the avatar for sam worthington who could be voiced by a different actor let's be honest that, he could like, be. You, who would know? I mean, but what is Sam Worthington and up to right now? He might as well I'm not him. shitting on him per yeah. se. I'm just saying he's not essential. That cat is. The sea cat is. Sea cat. And Zoe's sea cat. Those yeah. are the only characters that need to return. None of the rest of them matter at all. Like, don't need them, don't care about them. It's not them. a sign of a good movie, though, when that's true. Because I agree, it's true. But like, so? 
like same with Back to the Future. Who, who needs to come back with Back to the Future too? Marty, and, Marty Doc. and Doc, Marty and, and Doc. that's it. Nobody uh, else. But those are back. but those are amazing characters. Yeah, I'm not saying. Look, I don't have to defend everything. To say that this <laughs> movie is good. I'm just saying, like, hey, this movie is like a B plus. Sure, sure, it is a B plus. Well, let's can we go through some beat by beat yeah, yeah, yeah. moments? Because I had a lot of little things. Yeah the the char- the main character Sam Worthington plays is very dumb, and that's yeah. frustrating to yeah. me. Yeah, well, I, it's not clear what he wants really other than like to use his legs again i guess there were cut scenes of him at earth that explained it a little bit more but when i'm not about to watch more avatar no yeah i don't know why why we have the noir detective fucking uh overlay of dialogue structure thing either okay first of all that That voiceover yeah here's what really bugged me is that there's two sets of voiceovers yes there's the voiceover that's just him doing a voiceover and, and then there's, there's the voiceover, the and they jarringly transition because it starts with that voiceover, and then there's a part where he just starts about talking casually about the Avatar, right? And it sounds like he just gave up in the booth. Yes, yeah. I, and you're like, what's going on? And then finally, they take like five minutes, and then they show, oh, he's doing these video logs, but they don't show you it right away, so it's very jarring. Yeah, it's it is weird, weird to do that because it because it is. It's a line that's like the uh, the the avatar, like he yeah. sort of starts stumbling through explaining what the avatar is, and because it's been you know just it's been like thematic narration, like yeah. a, per, like an inner monologue narration up to that point, for as far as we know. It's like really jarring because you're like, is he fucking up? Yeah. Like, that's the take you went with? It's, I mean, it says something that I was surprised there was narration coming back and watching this movie for, oh, yeah. To defend it. Yeah. I was like, oh, they did narration? That's weird. And it was badly done narration. Yeah. I think it's supposed to be, in theory, the vo- a vlog the whole time. But like, like the first narration yeah. of vlog, you just never see him do. I but think it's that's like a, a vlog. He's more coached. It's like he's being directed in those vlogs. Well, I think the mistake is supposed to suggest the vlogness of it, right? right? I don't think that's very clear. Yes, but they don't. They they should have introduced the visual before that, right? Or at least yeah. when he starts when he starts that line, that sounds clearly like the vlog. They should have done like they should have cut to him right there and right. then. But they wait. They wait a bit before yeah. showing that he's doing the vlog. So it's it like should have so been like an L cut just to him talking, like the voiceover. And then in him. theory, I mean, like doesn't there are versions of Blade Runner where he is doing a? They're all bad. Yeah, yeah. I guess I haven't <laughs> seen those. Uh, um, I want to talk. Fair enough. Real quick, we're, while we're in this area of the film, my favorite characters because I'm pretty sure they were written when the screenwriter was hungry. Who's the sc- I guess it's James, it's James Cameron. Cameron. He wrote it. Is it just him? Yeah. He got written yes. I think by. he I think it was right before lunch cuz the guy they he gets out of the plane and the guy goes one of the army guys goes look at all this fresh meat. Yeah, and I was just like what the f- is he going to fuck these guys? Is he going to eat them? And then he sees Sam Worthington. He's like, check it out. Meals on wheels. And it's like, why is everything food? Well, and then he has potato butt. Yeah. <laughs> and like, Steve Lang calls him meat sack later. Okay. Yeah. So it really feels like it's, I didn't know the army did all these food related <laughs> puns. Yeah. Shut your mouth, burger buns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <So> what? <laughs> And it was one group of guys. Yeah. It was like the same right. group of guys. Yeah I, yeah, I think James Cameron is the most entertaining when he writes uh, military dialogue. Oh yeah, because nobody's better at it than him <laughs> uh, for for insanity. Yeah, like he's it's the pretty. best. Oh yeah, fucking aliens. The oh, shit they say God. is just it's, like it's ridiculous. It's so good. All of we it's get, good. We get a little bit of it in here when when they're getting off the ship and the guys like it's my job to I forget it what he says to like keep you alive. Isn't to that make it? sure you don't die. So. 
don't die today or something yeah, yeah, yeah. like that. Like, I, and I, I and I'm going to fail. He says, like, it's my job well, to keep later. and I'm going to fail. That's, oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's later, later with Stephen Lang giving his, his, uh, his presentation, which isn't bad. I just want to say I, don't like, I didn't like the performance of his performance, but it, it was hurt by the scars. The scars I hated. Viscerally hated great. the scars. What's that? I, I thought I wanted those scars. They looked insane. Yeah. And, but not in like a what a cool guy way, like in a in a cheap like Hollywood way. It's like he's got scars across his head. No, no, if he's gonna be fucked up, right? If he's seen like, action, yeah. fuck him up. Fuck him up. Well, okay, yeah. this go across is, his face, like like go for it. This is you the know? theme of Avatar, because again, going back to District Nine versus Avatar, Avatar was like, Look at these aliens, how are we gonna relate with them with their big eyes and sexy bodies? Right. And they're and they're like fucking cat like they're just sexy furries and yes, it's they just are. like yeah, they're they they look like us. Whereas like District Nine, they made them look grotesque, they're, they're yes. hideous. Yeah, which is a more like it, it's a more that's a more challenging thing. And it's the same with his scars. Where he's like, look what this planet made me, and it's like what cool looking. Yeah, like right. you look awesome, dude. <laughs> yeah. right. Like they gave you a reason to cut off every shirt yeah. you own. It's it's yeah. it's Ready Player One, where the the really beautiful girl has a birthmark on her face, and she's like, "I'm a monster," and it's like, right. "No, you're a movie star." Yeah, like they really need to go for it, and and I, I think that's a thing that we need to see more courage in general. I yeah. think they, they. I noticed they cut away from lots of the violence in this, so maybe it was an it was an issue with keeping a PG thirteen rating that they couldn't really jack mm. up his face. I'm not saying that I no. There's no way. I, you can do anything as long as it's not an open wound. There's, there's, that's, there's, okay, that's yeah, that's true. Change it. No, this was originally a hard R. All that hair stuff was dicks originally. <laughs> Just dicks <laughs> yeah, slapping it was all around, dicks. shoving his dick into that horse. <laughs> yep. Yes. My God. That's, Feel okay. her powerful legs. Okay, yeah. so they... F- that was real Okay, th- yeah. they do use the same organs to fuck as they do to communicate. We don't them. see them have actual sex with the hair. It's implied so because they got, of that line she says, like, it'll make you go blind. It's implied that right. it's sexual. But... We don't see them have sex with hair. It's. It, can we talk about how insane it is that every animal on this planet has, has a like a socket. USB drive? Yeah, I agree. That That's everyone weird. else can plug into. It's well, genitals. But again, it, <laughs> again it's brain it genitals. Suggests, I know that's insane, but okay. But it's the premise of the movie. Like, yeah, it's, it is. It's, it's, okay. The whole thing is predicated on the idea that this planet is a is, is a brain, brain that's alive that's doing things on purpose. If you can't buy that, okay. I guess. That's true. Well, no, that you sort of need that because at the end, the animals, sorry to skip ahead, become cartoon characters and fight with the Navi. Yeah. Um, but I th- that's which clearly. Which jarring, but it's within the logic of it's, what's yeah, going it's set on. Up. And it's set up. So yeah, it again, they're like... fucking all these. So so you didn't like Stephen Lang's performance? No, he was I didn't. like the only performance I liked. No, I didn't like it. Uh, I didn't like it. It's not that I think the acting is bad, it's that, it, it's that I keep imagining what would happen if Chris Cooper played that role. Mm hmm. Or well, you know like, who I believe was originally cast or originally wanted her or something. It was fucking um, Michael Bean. I'm pretty sure Michael Bean was up for that role. Michael right? Bean, yeah, Michael Bean. Sorry, I don't know that. Um, Terminator, Terminator. He's John. He's uh, Kyle oh, Reese. Aliens, aliens. Yeah, The Abyss. He plays a terrific bad guy with a fantastic I mustache. See, I don't want the I don't want the James Cameron villain in that role. Like he did a James Cameron villain, and it yes. was, and it yeah. was t- toned down enough, and that's fine. <laughs> I want a person who like. I don't want like m- maniac out of that role because we don't need maniac out of that role. I want guy who's been hardened by living here. He's done with your nonsense. He knows better than you, and he's smarter than you, and he knows how to run stuff. So get the fuck out of his way. That's why I keep thinking Chris Cooper because right. Chris Cooper can in a, can easily manifest like 
listen, I just know better than you. That's all this is. Been a little more nuanced. Yeah. Well, like, he doesn't need to get angry to prove his point, which is, like, such a cheap way to do any any villain tactic is, like, they get mad, they force it on you. It's like, no. They just think they're smarter than you. That's all they do. Again, yeah. they this lean movie on just you. had no nuance. Giovanni Urbisi yes. is introduced playing golf in the Agreed. middle of the control into room. And yeah. a cup, like, yeah, I'm a rich asshole. And then the exposition, I'm, I mean... This movie is begins with fifteen scene. solid that, yeah. minutes of exposition. That was, <laughs> that, 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 was the, was the that was the as you know, yes. like it was just like why is he it's saying all, any? It's of all this? about this little rock. We call it unobtainable. Yeah. He looks at the audience. I'm gonna get a close up of it, and they cut to a close up. You guys get that? Am I? Am I? Yeah. Should I hold it high, higher or lower? Higher or lower? This is the thing. The exposition <laughs> on this face, higher or lower. It's very bad because that, that's. It's I really think bad. that's the only reason the video logs exist. It's just to give him to give exposition, right? Like, yeah, I yeah. Mean, that's pretty, how you structure it. The, they integrate it so that that's how Stephen Lang is receiving the information once right. once he that, stops reporting to him. It's really clumsily done, but sure. It, Which, it, but it that's is, what's but, even more insane, though, is because it's that where he's at first, like, yeah, for the interest in science, I'm doing a video log, and then when they're like at war, he's just like, so we're going to war. Like, it feels like yeah, he he's does still it, doing. He's them. still doing. Like it. he does one at the end. Yeah. What, who is who is who, who is the that fuck for? does he imagine is going to watch that? Yeah, history. Maybe he's going to upload it into the trees. Yeah, yeah. he's going to he's going to bring it to the tree of souls. He's going to braid braid load that thing mm-hmm. right up into the trees. Shove it in my braid, dude. <laughs> Shove it in my braid. Uh, what happens if you cut your hair in the Navi world? You're I was fucked. wondering that. That's got to hurt. I mean, right? It's it seems be a like it does. Right? Because uh, when they're having their when they're having the final fight and Stephen Lang's in the mech suit and he grabs him by that he really is caterwauling. He's grabbing him by the by dick. That ponytail. Well, I'm guessing the hair sort of conceals a long tentacle. Yeah, something. Right, the braid itself doesn't manifest. The, the, There's definitely like ugh, filaments. Yeah, you're shit right. In there. It yeah. can't be hair because they cut their hair. So we see them do it. They yeah. braid their hair around their tentacle. Yeah, they got a they got a brain dick and they that, wow brain yeah. dick yeah. Why is it so long? Because you need you don't you know need what kind of situation. Because you got to be able to like get some mobility when you're riding for your animal husbandry. Does it charge them? Can they plug in somewhere and charge? I don't think so. Okay, I don't, I mean, I don't I think, think it that's works what like their that. Banana hammock cocoon things right. they sleep in. Yeah, I like those. I, don't, I, you know, I know it's all. Du- it's like if you want to make fun of how things are in this movie, it's so easy to. My inclination when I watch it is like, okay, I, that my, was my first vibe. But then, like, if you just like, okay, I'm going to take this movie on its own terms. It's it's amazing. It's like beautifully done. And sure. It's like there's something sort of sweet about it. It's so one thing, and it's like sweet that way. And I know I sound ridiculous, but like no, I, I think that's cool. I know what you mean. You even, know? But even I guess I watched this this time around, um, forgetting the dances with wolves stuff, forgetting right. that it's what it is it's and, f- and yeah, all the stuff around it. And, and like what you were saying, Tom, that was another thing I realized is Jake, the main character is a dummy. Yeah. Real dumb. He's um, a real, like he literally dummy. can't feed himself or bathe himself. Really? Like he goes from Zoe's uh, Zoe, like teaching him how to, um, live in the avatar world. And then Sigourney, uh, uh, basically being his mother, in the real world, like, and it's just him being taken care of by two women. Why, why do you suppose that happened? What? Why do you suppose that's in the screenplay? Because, because that's who Jim Cameron Jim is. Cameron. Oh like, yeah, like, sorry, I thought that was gonna, like, that's Jim Cameron writing himself in this movie. You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, sorry, but uh, that's a theme time and time again in his movies, right? But he's, I mean, he's just such a useless fuck. 
he doesn't. He, I mean, the other way to say it is that he doesn't actually want anything. Like the only thing he seems to want is the money for the operation to get right. his legs back. He a just wanders they, into the movie. A problem they kind of solve by giving him an avatar. Yeah, like basically, right. once he gets an avatar, it's like, well, now this isn't really a problem anymore. That was, I guess, that's you know? yeah, yeah, and that's the thing is like he, it's just so easy for him to make the decisions he makes, right? Because it's just like, hey, be this giant blue monster um, that's awesome and live on this colorful planet full of awesome shit, right? Marry that the makes princess. fun sounds, yeah. Marry yeah. this princess and fucking ride dragons, ride a goddamn. I forgot there were dragons yeah. in this and movie. Floating I, did, did anybody else feel bad for his original dragon when he takes the he other dragon? Really. I was like, yeah. oh, come on, it. man. Maybe keep some both. Well, they do They do a single shot at the end that implies that he, he let, let the, the big, big one dragon fly away, yeah. But if I were the little dragon, I'd be like, oh, look who's back, huh? Yeah. We, we were just flying together and you jumped on that other dragon. dragon. You know how That's hard true. it was for me to watch you zipping around to the sky on <laughs> yeah. that giant dragon? Fucking that big dragon. How do you think that makes me feel? I haven't yeah. flown in weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't use either set of wings. Yeah, it's he gets into the program... And they put him in his avatar, and the first thing he does is just flat out not listen to anyone. Yes. Yeah, that was like dumb. he has a room full of people telling him a thousand times to sit back down on the gurney, and he's just like, Bruh! like he's not even acknowledging that they're there, and just runs outside and runs top speed mm-hmm. into the jungle. That's where, like, like a dickhead. There's probably a screenplay line that's like he's so enamored with the use of his legs, yeah, that he the joy overtakes him like that kind of thing yeah it's just that isn't really communicated in the film and then he just touches everything yeah yeah and then when he goes out for his first mission he just fucking wanders off yeah i mean he wanders off like 10 feet that's what far makes it even dumber. enough that's, yeah. but that's what makes it even dumber yeah is that, like 10 feet away he causes like, basically like the the evolutionary chaos. chain of consumption yeah. To, yeah. to descend on him he also immediately hits on the first navi he meets yeah. Like when she saves yeah. his ass, he's DTF right there and then. He wants to get his hair wet right I mean, there. And yeah. Then. He's just like, hey, what are we, what's up? Yeah. I When I watched it, I was like, I hope that Avatars 2 through 5 are about Zoe Saldana's character. Yeah. That's that's how I felt. <laughs> she yeah. is a better character. Well, I just think, uh, I, I think that this movie felt feels now a little stale because the... Everything goes the male protagonist way in yeah. a dumb way, and that's kind of dumb now. It's all you know? through his lens. So well, it's like, well, we're not really learning much about this culture. Well, it's dumb. Not it's really. dumb mostly because Zoe Saldana does like more. She kills the bad guy. She does. She saves him. So it's that where it's like when, when she kills him, I was like, wait, why wasn't this just from her perspective? Because that would have yes. been a more fascinating film, especially if they didn't reveal right away that some of the, the avatars, avatars are yeah, people. people yeah. yeah, that would have been such a cool sci-fi they, film. I can't get over... If it was like an invasion film yeah. from the perspective of the aliens we're invading. It's just tough because you... Because movies need... You're you're right. I I hearing that it's like mm, that sounds great. Yeah. But then you know movies need a person who's dumb enough that they can explain things to us. Right. Like they need that guy who's the receptacle yeah. of information. They need a guy to go like, wait, slow down. Right. And what do you mean? Yeah. It seems really clear to me that James Cameron is now only interested in the my God, look how beautiful it is. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. He's more. That's what he wants that- to make. You know. And that's what this, and that isn't what you're describing. No, yeah. Again, it's middle of the road. It's James well, Cameron starting with the idea of I want to make a spectacle film about um, this world or the Titanic or something. And someone comes to him and they're like, you know, if you made it a love story, that would appeal to more people. And he's like, that's true. Let's do that. 
Like it's just about let's let's make this as broad as we can. I want to I want to push back on what you when you say middle of the road because I think we need to define what that really means. Because like I don't think that Avatar is a masterpiece of narration at all. Yeah. The narrative of it's not good. Middle of the road is is Marvel. That's middle of the road. Here's the difference. Marvel is is like is manicured and structured in such a way that there's nothing about it that doesn't fit into the larger universe, right? So no movie is allowed to be that creative or interesting on its own, Mm -hmm. right? It doesn't take a lot of visual risks, right? Every piece of it is small and well-defined and structured so that there's nothing about it that will stop you from seeing the next thing. They're meant to be forgettable, right? That's middle of the road. I would argue that Marvel takes more narrative risks. Some of the Marvel movies take more narrative risks after you've seen 20 of them. This single movie, this one movie, put us on a weird alien planet of giant-sized stuff with giant blue cats and everything looks like sea creatures and it's bioluminescent and they made all kinds of weird like sexual risks and stuff and that's not neutral. That's not a neutral decision. It's kind of brutal too, even though the violence is violence is Mm. bloodless, but there's some pretty brutal deaths. Right. And like I just think that Maybe it's the director in me, but I'm just like, sure. this isn't like an easy film to make. This oh, hell no. Right. And it's not an easy it's film James to go for. Yeah. It's it's like, it takes a lot of passion to get this made. You know, like way more than it takes to make standard blockbuster. Because it's risky. Um, I also just want to tell you this other factoid I know about this film that I super love. Sure. So James Cameron apparently employed the use of a camera that you can put in front of the actors and it renders a 3D performance of what they do. Meaning you could from right. one angle. It's like a Darren Aronofsky cam. Yes, yeah. but it's one angle that can actually r- capture all of like the circumference sure. of their face. Mm-hmm. So he didn't have to do uh, sizes and cuts. Meaning like, so what does that mean for the sake of the audience? So that means normally when you're making a film, you have to decide how close do I want to see this person and from what angle. So you decide the emotional impact of it. Right. He doesn't have to make that decision because of this fucking crazy camera he used right. to do Avatar. I think mm. that's kind of amazing. You know? That's it's cool, and it can get. I think it can get abused. I was I was thinking about, or I wrote about this with the Hobbit films because when you make a movie that's mostly digital, right, you do have the advantage of saying in post if I want to change things around, right, I can, and that's great. But you should still plan your film before. Yeah, because like be the better. Hobbit was literally James, or not James Cameron, Peter Jackson saying like there's an interview with him where he's like, yeah, I did digital environments instead of models this time because I wasn't sure what shots I wanted, so I could choose them later. And it's like mm, you should really figure out what shots you want before you film the <laughs> yeah. movie. You don't need like, to be confused. Trust your gut. Yeah, make a choice. Yeah, yeah. go with it. But yeah. yes, with people like James Cameron, it's like he's had enough experience. I can see him knowing how to do it. That said, James Cameron gets a free pass to make any movie he wants until he makes something that sucks. Right. What's the last thing he made that sucks? The last thing he made that bombed was The Abyss. But that doesn't suck. Have you watched it? It's good. It does not suck. It's a good movie. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I love The Abyss. I would argue that That Avatar kind of sucks. I don't think it does. Um, That's that's what we're talking about now. That's his first... This Avatar is his first, like, all-digital movie, right? His first, like, CGI-heavy... Like, obviously, like, Terminator and stuff like that. And that's another thing that, like always worries me because i i've argued before i think that's what went wrong with tim burton is that tim burton started using 
CGI and like that actually w- went wrong for him. I think he stopped making things he cared about too. I think well, he started yeah. making Tim Burton's version of thing that exists. Yeah, or Lucas with the Star Wars is when you start just shooting on a green screen, you can get real lazy. It's the difference between Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit as well, which is that for The Hobbit, he was just like, ah, fuck it, let's just shoot on a I green screen. I think George Lucas was always more of a producer than a director. Right. Like I think he always cared more about putting the project together and monetizing it and creating a cool universe than he right. did about the specifics of the narrative of that universe. That's yeah. my opinion. I could be wrong. I don't know the man. No, no, yeah. You know? But I think it I it, I feel <laughs> I mean, like I don't know. I feel like the two him. things link to <laughs> each other. <laughs> is that like older directors have been like yeah, what if we do a movie all on a green screen? And right. there's a part of them in the back of their head that's like, yeah, I'm hitting 70. I'd really like to stay inside <laughs> That'd be for way this easier. one. Yeah, and so sure. it's that where it's like this I'm making six more avatars. It's just like, mm. I hope I that makes me concerned that we've seen the last innovative James Cameron film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have no idea why there would be another avatar or five more. I think he's interested yeah, he's interested in the CGI technology and now. Having a land made of his stuff and I think yeah. he wants to have a Disneyland that's dedicated to James Cameron. They already I mean they already made a <laughs> Pandora. They really That's jumped I mean. the gun on that one, but Cameron yeah. Land. No, I, I really think he wants that. I'm sure he does. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I mean, I'd like fuck guy. with I the just, Terminator yeah. Land. Yeah, yeah, I would. I, I think would be so I think down you'd with fuck Terminator with it. Land. Like you take a glance at it, but if there's Terminators chasing after you, you know, what I mean, or if, if it was yeah, anyway, I'm not, I'm not gonna run in a theme park. And, like, <laughs> That's not why I, I would pay there. to go to a screening of you running in a theme park. That's, that would be my day off. Or like Abyss Land. That would be a, that <laughs> would be Abyss a hot land. ticket. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe uh, just a land dedicated to the violinists in Titanic. Yeah. yeah. Just those guys on those the deck. fucking heroes. I love those dudes. Or that uh, captain staring stoically at the ocean, bellowing uh, yeah. into his face. <laughs> right. When he just comes <laughs> screaming through the glass <laughs> to drown him to death. That guy deserves a land. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, can we talk about there's a there's it happens a handful of times in this film, but for some reason Jim Cameron really wanted to show us how much of a breath holding badass Stephen Lang was. Really, hate there's that. like five yes. different times where he throws he's so mad he throws caution to the wind and just holds his breath so he can fucking exact that terrible been, vengeance in the alien environment. That would have been great once, <laughs> and then it keeps happening. It was great once. The yeah. first time it happens, when he sees Michelle Rodriguez stealing the ship, mm-hmm. and he just grabs a gun, and he just tells everyone, masks on, and kicks open the door. I was like, oh shit! I liked the... I like that... I like it for a trope once. Yeah. It was clear that they were setting it up for later, when it was in the mech suit, and he had to do it. Right, because it happens in the Mexican. It, ha- it also later. happens in the ship when he uh, sticks his head up out and shoots. Uh, him. Yeah, it I, happens a few times. I really didn't like it in the meeting when he goes outside and shoots at soldiers that he employs mm-hmm. for taking a helicopter. Like it's right. like I don't like maniacs. Don't yeah, give me a fucking that's a maniac, maniac thing to do. Like when like when the movie gets to mania, then I can have a maniac. You know, not like, oh, this guy's just an unhinged, crazy person, and right. nobody in the army says shit about that? Yeah. They're not like, I, you can't do that, bro. I get, yeah, there there would be, because I get the idea, because there's a million things in this that I kept being like, shouldn't they get fired for that? But, like, the idea that they're sort of pioneers, they're in a strange planet, there's only so many of them, 
And so the rules can be bent to the idea but that this guy is a maniac, but everybody's sort of like, let's just... To me, that's more work to excuse that than it is, why do they have USB drives attached to their heads? Right. Like, I, I can accept that more readily than, like, this maniac right, because takes that's, a fucking gun and, like, yeah. one's about shoots at one's, a helicopter. That makes sense, because one's about humans, human right. nature, and the other's about fucking fantasy yes, bullshit. Yeah, space sex tentacles. Yeah. Um, around that time, I was curious about the timeline. When they go recruit... All, first of all, that's the other thing. Is so Jake goes to the aliens, and many different clans, and recruits them. That right. was weird that there were more clans. It was also I weird thought. that like, the, well, yeah, they just introduced it there. That shouldn't. Have it's been also true. really stupid that he's the one who has to suggest that. Yeah, like they wouldn't have thought of that. Like he does nothing for them. At, like that they couldn't do themselves. And then there's like a montage of them going and recruiting clans. Right. How long did that take? One day. Jesus Christ. Stephen Lang in his follow-up briefing where he's like, this is now, these are all the hostiles, and this is now we're going to fight terror with terror, even though it's like, bro, you shot rockets at the indigenous population and they're gathering against you. That's not, they're not terrorizing you. (laughs) They're they're responding to an insane thing that you did. I liked that because that was like the villain being a villain where it was like, yeah, that's... But like, he he says in that speech that it's been a day. Wow. They really yada yada over that. Does he really? He does. He really does. this, This struck me as odd this time is when he gets the big dragon... He just jumps on it, and then they cut away. They cut away! Yeah. Yeah. I was like, man, that seems like that would have been the most important like scene of the movie. The most like cool to watch right. you, you, scene. You took an hour showing us it, him learning how to do every other goddamn I, thing. That I don't, felt I don't like, think they did that on purpose. I think they... I think they looked at the runtime. They're like, something's got to go. Right, <laughs> right. And well, we know that this, we know he's going to get it. And that, they're right. We did know. That. Yeah. I, it felt like that in the recruiting, though, was like James Cameron got to that page in the script and he was like, well, I'm not going to go back and cut anything. So I'm just going to yeah, move along. I don't want to revise anything I said earlier. Cause... Like, because those are two moments where they just like skipped a lot of time at once. Because catching that dragon is also. Gonna be tough. That's gonna be tough. I think that James Cameron was more interested in showing the experience of that once. That's what I think it is. Yeah, yeah. we did already see it. Yeah, I think that's what it is. James Cameron's like, I want to, I want to soar through the air of this fictitious world I'm creating once. I want to scale the waterfalls of the floating mountains once. I want to see the bioluminescent nightfall of this place once, and then I don't want to come back to it. Right. So the plot points that hinge on it, I'm gonna and, yada yada that shit. That's in terms of time, though, you said Stephen Ling said it's been a day. Yes, since they escaped, right? Yes. So they escaped. Sigourney Weaver gets shot. Here we go. They pick up the thing. They bring her to a place where they're taking care of her. That was he broken. goes out during the. It's during the day now. Mm-hmm. He oh no he plugs in his avatar gets up yeah. He gets his winged thing. He goes and he fights the dragon and gets on it and fucks it into mm-hmm. submission. And then... <laughs> real he, hard. Real hard. And then he lands. Dave's face lit up when he described that, by <laughs> he the way. Did. He Dave lands. Really he made, cheerful he made, he made like And then he gives a speech. Really and did. at that point, it's like dusk. It's like night at mm-hmm. that point. So he's been doing that all day. That sure. night they yeah. escaped. Long day. He's been doing it all day. And then he's... And so it didn't take a day for them to recruit everybody. It took a night. That's like... That's like Eight nine hours. hours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. How big is this planet? Is it the size of that? I don't think it's very it's big. big. That's the thing. Is it, <laughs> is it like that Rick and Morty planet where they just yeah. like, it takes an hour to walk around the circumference? Because yeah. just the flight details alone was yeah. made. 
there's also okay. This is like a really dumb thing, but it super bothered me. Right before the last action sequence, they have those helicopters and that that giant plane that's going to yeah, drop the fucking bombs. dreadnought. Yeah, that thing yeah. is flying so slow. It's flying at a speed that's like you can't maintain flight at that speed. Oh yeah, that's like a riverboat speed, bro. <laughs> you can't you can't do that. It was really making me mad. Old timey prospectors gambling on board that thing. It could not. It's like, is there a guy looking for Crocs? Like, what's going on in here? You can't have it. Uh, it really made me mad. When they were fighting, were Mark they... Twain is at the helm. <laughs> he was using radios with the Navi. Was that established? It was on the necks. So they had these neck things. Yeah, they had radio. neck radios. They never pointed out. You just see the music. Probably cut 15-minute explanation yeah, and yeah. musical montage of that, David. Right. Which I, 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 I'm not mad at that because I got it after like seeing it twice. Why do they wear headdresses when they, wear the, when they fly with the dragons? I don't know. Okay, but they do they're that? not implying that the Navi have those. The one does. The guy that he's like combative they with. They have radios. Yeah, they're oh, the one to guy each does. other. But th- I thought. See, I assume Jake had like had radios at the as his their weird yeah. avatar shack. Mm-hmm. That's what happened, right? He yeah. was like, "Hey, I got these radios." Yes. Okay. Okay. Just making sure. I, that's not I, right, that's no, not weird. It no, was the just Na- like, yeah, the Navi didn't have him. He gave one to that okay, one yeah. Navi. Yeah. It and, was just that. Well, it was just a jarring yeah. moment where they were saying like, "Jake, come in," and I was yeah. just like, "Oh, they have they have radios." Yeah. <laughs> There's another jarring huh. moment, and I. This I know this is like really petty and like teenage. I don't care. Why did they? Who? Why did they remove everyone's clothes for the for the the for soul the, consciousness? I guess there swap. can't that be any clothes. Out I thought because like an injured, bullet-ridden Sigourney Reaver, who's like not a young woman. No. somebody had to undress her and put her in vines, like just cover <laughs> yeah, her body yeah. with and vines. That, I mean, that character is probably like, what the fuck are you doing? Right, like. Whose job was that? And yeah. like, what? Like, it was Jake Sully? <laughs> it was Jake's job, <laughs> right? He did it. Assume. Yeah. She held really on for really long, too. Yeah. yeah she, she was really shot did. in the lung, and then just from that timeline, he was like, don't worry, you'll be okay. I got to go catch a dragon. And then they went out and caught a dragon all day, and then that saved her. It seemed like no, a few it didn't hours. Save. It didn't save her. It didn't no, save she her. didn't. She, her wounds She becomes one with the tree, bro. Right. She does. Um, Surprise. This is, I think everybody has pointed this out, but this was, again, jarring, is when the mech robot takes out a knife. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and it was like, huh. <laughs> okay, they made it a knife. It's a knife as big as a person. Right. It's it's a knife for the uh, mech warrior. What a where was he keeping it? <laughs> and it's actually a Bowie knife too. It's yeah, not like it's not like a blade from his hands or something yeah. like that. It's, it could be right. believable. It's cartoonish. Right. It's a cartoonish it's a GI Joe knife. Yeah, yeah. That the mech. Yeah. Has. It's an accessory. <laughs> Why? Why would it need a knife? Yeah, and then You're of course be it's doing holding... much knife fighting yeah. with that need, mech. Why would it need that knife? Yeah, give it a why? real fucking thing. Give it like a circular saw or, yeah. attachment yeah, like, on give its it arm. Stuff that it doesn't have to drop. Like it's not. What are they using those mechs yeah, for that why, isn't fighting? Yeah, why does it have like a gun that's not attached to like its shoulder? Why is yeah. it like carrying a gun? A big, a, a just, comically jumbo gun. Just that, like predator a, that shit. Like put it a, on his shoulder. Yeah. And you got two free hands. One of them can be a knife hand. It shits like yep. Gallagher props. Like, yeah, it really I don't, it's really weird. I didn't think about it until you said it, but now uh, I'm going to take this movie down from B plus to B. <laughs> <laughs> just just that fact alone. That fact alone is like, no. Pulls out a knife. It's got to come down. Yeah, when that happened, it's shocking. It's just like, oh. <laughs> He's got a knife. <laughs> I'm mad. Watch out. He's got a knife. <laughs> I'm mad at the movie for tricking me that much. It tricked me, and I don't like it. I don't like it that. feels like it was all a lead up to that moment with James Carroll was having to like get us into a world that's believable and enough the robot has to a accept knife. it enough that a robot will take out a giant <laughs> knife. 
like, at that point during the script read through at the table read everyone's like there's like a glance around the table and everyone's like all right well he kind of he kind of pauses reading it and just does a real quick look around the room <laughs> to see if anyone reacts and then and just the keeps going grabs a totally normal knife <laughs> It's not weird, and it totally makes sense. It's very organic. He normally grabs the normal knife. It's not. It's not uh, distracting in the least. <coughs> okay. Well, now it's officially a B just for that. Yeah. Glad. Uh, so you win this battle. Dave. All right. I mean, again, it's. I don't know. Maybe if it was two hours long, that would help. It's way out. too long. I think it's the 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 second act, especially the fun and games part of it, right? Where it's like right. just learning the Navi people and enjoying Pandora. It's too long. Yeah, it's, it's it's and it's not getting us anywhere narratively. It's just kind of it's just pastiche and having a good time, right? And, like, and I I get it from the point of view. It's like, well, if you spend more time with these people, you start to care about them more. And it's like, well. Sort of. But let's I call it what it is. It's James Cameron's like, holy shit, look at this fucking yeah, place right. I made. Like, that's not, what it is. Like, he's like, you're going to sit there and you're going to Yeah, you're going to love it. it like I do. My God, look at it. You're going to you know? look at what I did. Right. I'm that's f- what it is. I'm a fan of, like, David Lean films, like his uh, epics. Like, I don't mind a Ooh. movie. David Lean? Is he the guy did Dr. Shivago? Am I... Did Bridge oh, okay. Over River Kwai? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind that shit. I'll watch a five-hour movie, but... That's like about a historical time, and it like is a very emotional story. And I think what he he got the wrong James Cameron got the wrong lesson from Titanic, where he was like, "Oh, you can make them long," but Titanic was long because he focused on characters, even if it was two dimensional, and it was like a historical thing that had happened that would be like, "Oh yeah, I'll spend three hours thinking about the Titanic." And with sci-fi films, like introducing someone to a sci-fi world. And making it really long is just a real... It's tough. It's a big ask. I think... I think <laughs> like, I like 2001, but I get why people don't. Because fact, that's too much time to spend on Stanley Kubrick's weird space fantasies. The 15-minute dimension yeah. traveling is pretty rough. Yeah, no, it's... it's And this is the same with me with this, as it feels like it's like... Titanic I, got away with being that long because by the time you would think this is long... They the boat starts sinking, and that's some of the best stuff right. made in cinema history. It's right, amazing. and then you're yeah, you're in it, and by that time you don't care. You know what I mean? Whereas at yeah. this point, when it started to feel long, that's when we started the epic space battle. That is that was really well done. Like it was super good. Yeah. But like, I don't want it to be an hour. I want it to right. be shorter. Well, be- you yeah, know, resolve your third act. Like get it done. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's like from the time they blow up the home tree to the end of the like I looked and saw how much time was left when when home tree yeah. collapses. I it was shocking. How much? About an hour. Yeah, it's too long. It was been fifty yeah. minutes left. I was like, wow. Should have been thirty. <laughs> yeah, this is just gonna keep going. That's like the third act. That's like yes, the that's low the point. Of the third and act. like yes. when they're in you jail, don't want to have the second act. Yeah, you don't want to have fucking wait. They were in jail after the tree though. Like. Well, yeah. So, like, the I'm tree saying, is goes the tree... down as the low point, and then they are in jail. And so, right. the third act always starts when all hope is lost. But we're going to start a new right. plan. Yeah, the yeah. New plan Turn starts when they're in jail. Yeah. yeah, and that. Yeah, there should have been only thirty minutes Correct. at that point. At, at most. Yeah. Instead, we had the entire battle. Yeah. Pretty much from that point. Well, and <laughs> recruiting all the. Yeah, and all that shit. All that shit. There's a lot in there. Right. Whereas, ideally, in a second act, you've met all those tribes before. Yeah. So it's as simple as you know what. We could work together. And it's like a simple. Send one dragon. Okay, it's a, simple, a single line of dialogue to the right. to the new chief. Be like, you. 
rally the tribes, well, you know? Right. Yeah, exactly. that's the other thing is that I didn't need them to go and see them. I didn't know how many Navi there were at that point. That they was never, never really, exp- yeah. And so if they were just like, and now there's 2,000 of us, I'd be like, I guess that's okay, sure. That was the other thing is that the avatars, when he first runs out, in the new body, there's like 60 avatars out there. Yeah, that are just like playing that basketball. That we never see again. I thought those were tribes, like people who decided to hang out with them. If they are, it's incredibly so. unclear. Yeah. They never make yeah. that. They're in like bunkers. They're all, and, they're, and they're wearing they're earth clothes. T- yeah, and they're talking like like oh, humans. Yeah. yeah, and that never comes back. I think at the very end when they're like taking them all off the planet i noticed a couple that looked like they were from that like i feel like there were a couple who didn't get involved at all and then they came to them and they're like hey you want to just be those uh forever and hang out on this planet they're like yeah sure fuck it yeah like i I don't know like they never came into play it was really weird i forgot entirely that they existed yeah so a lot of plot holes just well they yeah like I, i began the show with it but the avatar program is completely baffling to me yeah they really put is. on these avatars. The, the mission that Jake Sully gets locked on, lost on is they Sigourney and Joel David Moore put on their avatars to get flown out in the middle of the jungle. Take samples. To collect samples from a tree root right. in, in street clothes. Yeah. And that, what's Why do you need the alien body for that? It's, uh, you know, so they know what it feels like. What's even alien collect samples? <laughs> What's even more insane is to the, collect samples right. with alien fingers. <laughs> they also have the wrong number of fingers on the alien hands. Right. Yeah, it's... That's this many. It's four. four. No, but no, but the Ninja the, the avatars have five. The Do avatar, they? Yes. Okay. Okay. It. This is going. Okay. Hold on. I wrote about this in a cracked article. They yeah. say the avatars are their own genetic material mixed with the Navi, yep. right? Yes. And that's why Jake needs to do it because his twin brother was going to do it. Mm-hmm. So they are weird body snatchers. Like they're creepy. And the, av- the, the Navi act that way. They're like, it, they, first, you yeah. stink of it. You're a weird biological. And then throughout the thing, Jake will just shut off and yep. they see it happen. And that's yeah. fucking horrifying. Yep. Um, and like I get that, like I get the idea of like yeah, you could still be friends with them and stuff. But at the very end, she's like, okay, so you're this alien and this weird biological robot. Let's get married. Yeah, and like she's gonna have kids with it, and those kids are not gonna come out the way she thinks they are. No, well, but, but um, they but won't they, be able to breathe oh, their right. oxygen. Yeah. There, that's what I'm saying is that it's really fucking be weird. Like weird Happy Meal yeah. toys. Yeah, it's really fucking weird that that any of that is happening. Yeah. That, all the grimaces. Yeah. It's, it's the, gonna give birth to a flock of grimaces. Yeah. It's all just very... screaming, not understanding what it is to exist. Yes, Todd, that's <laughs> enough. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dave. You No, I'm you just saying it's all point. very grotesque. Yeah. Um and baffling. And yeah, the Avatar program, it doesn't make any sense. And they yeah. should all be destroyed. That's all dumb. They should be. That doesn't hurt Burn the movie for me, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, to me, it's like, okay, you know, what are you going to do? It's it's a sloppy screenplay. Sure. Yeah. It's a really sloppy screenplay. And, well, and, no and I think that's the that's a big, that's going to become a, a bigger and bigger problem the older this film gets. I'm sure that's true. Like, how good, how much worse than the movie Drive is this screenplay to you? If you had to just compare screenplay, I've only seen Drive once, so I, Drive I it's is a, a much bad, better screenplay. Yeah. I don't think it's much better. I think it's I think it's a little better. I yeah. do think though, once the because I'm trying to think of a good comparison, it's smaller, um, so it has less room for air. It, it, yeah, it takes way less shit. risks. Yeah, 
I'm trying to think of a good comparison of the idea that where we can look at Avatar and say like, yeah, because this hasn't hadn't been done before or this was unique. But you're right. Future generations are going to look at it and be like, I don't see what's so special about this. I'm trying to think like this is a bad comparison. But like if you have someone who hasn't seen Indiana Jones, go back and watch Indiana Jones. They're like, yeah, I know all these tropes. And it's like, yeah, but it came from this. That's what makes it important. That's not quite the same with Avatar. But when in terms of CGI and how pretty it is. A new generation is going to look at this and be like, "Yeah, Doctor Strange was a prettier film." Like it's it's not, but it isn't. Uh, I don't think Avatar is going to hold a permanent place in cinema history. If that's what you're getting at, it's yeah. not good enough. It and other than being a 3D movie, once it's you, the best yeah, at once that. you take that away from it, that's why there's people don't remember it, is once you took it out of theaters, you're forced to just watch it like right. as a movie. <laughs> well, right. I mean, like, but that's. I mean, what blockbusters are retain their significance historically name some i would i would argue like die hard die hard, die hard the jurassic indiana jones jurassic park these were all films uh, that were jurassic written park well. you said indiana jones i said the indiana jones the first one maybe i said jaws jaws, jaws. a lot of spielberg on there yeah, yeah. well yeah. yeah yeah there is there right. is a lot of spielberg on this and list. i would say james cameron um terminator terminator 2, 2 terminator absolutely. 2 yeah the abyss what although about nobody Titanic? sees it I I think so. Yeah, I think it's a real yes bad story. and no. Yeah, I would say that I don't think I don't think many people rewatch Titanic. I haven't much. watched it since it was in the theater. Yeah, I wa- I've watched it a few times since it was in theater, and that sort of I think has the same problem as Avatar. I'll tell you this: I saw a clip of it on HBO the other day. It's stunningly beautiful. Yeah. Titanic. It's like it's it's like holy shit! Like you forgot how good. Yeah, it I, looks. I I watched it recently after having not seen it since it was in the theater, and it was a lot better than I remembered it being. Like that man is so talented at yeah. visuals, and like, and not in like a he doesn't invent stuff like uh, I don't know, like David Lynch or somebody who's like really crazy with camera. He's mm-hmm. not, he's just he just makes beautiful, brilliant things. Like he's so good at it. You know, yeah. sorry. Maybe that's maybe that's why I like this so much. I'm just like, my God, it's amazing. Well, it's did. a great filmmaker. Yeah, I would argue doing a bad script. It's below average. Like it's not The Hobbit. Yeah, that's a real bad. That is, script. yeah, that's wow. A, that's a real trash. <laughs> that is, that is a, like those are. We bad, need to get somebody on here to movie. talk about The Hobbit. I've seen yeah. The Hobbit. That movie twice is a garbage it. fire. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's the thing is everybody says Avatar is bad and then puts it in this lump of like. Like when you say bad, it's movie, better it's like, than The Hobbit. It's an average yeah. to above average movie. The script is average. The visuals are a plus. Yeah, you know, like it's not. It's not. Sorry, I mean, it's, I know. It's, no, it's yeah, true. It's, it was, I'll, I'll agree with Dave. It's a really good director directing the worst script he's ever written. It might be the worst he's ever written. It might be the I worst. Might, story. I might agree with you there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah, I think that's. I think that's where we landed. I think so too. <laughs> I don't feel that much change. Like I'm not looking forward to seeing this movie again. No, I can. I, w- I can. Never. I can yeah. wait another. I can go another ten decades. years before yeah. I see this movie. But again. the thing is, are you going to see Avatar two? Mm, no, I have to see the trailer first, I guess. Or if we're I'm still doing right now, you're going to do it. Yeah, if we're still doing podcasts about <laughs> watching movies. <laughs> I mean, if yeah. we're still alive. Yeah, we I mean, all we could be, be dead. dead. Soon, sure. we, we may we may well be dead. Yeah. If I don't soul bond with my dragon sometimes. Right. Soon, I might be yeah, dead. and become one with the tree and grow into my clone body. Yeah. <laughs> and then, I asked this on Twitter, what do you think he did with his body? He ate it. Yeah. That's what I would do. 
He's just got that thing lying around. Just Man, eat what it. What do you do with it? Just eat it. I, I, I mean, realistically, they probably shoved it in a ditch somewhere. Oh, yeah. And they're like, are we going to bury it like like we do with the Avatar where it's like going back to Earth? And they're like, well, there's no soul or anything you don't, in it. You don't have to shove it. You could just lay it at a ditch. You sure. could, it could be a gentle no, thing. No, I, I imagine he took he grabbed him by his little useless legs and then swung him around <laughs> above his head yeah. and just threw him. Into the oceans, apparently. I landed on... Him like a suitcase. And yeah. Like, just <laughs> yeah. stuffed him like an old shirt into the hamper. Yeah. Just... <laughs> mm. I landed on the idea that every Halloween he could go as himself. He could wear a hem mask and just jump out on his... Uh, yeah. His buddies and you gotta, stuff. You gotta, you gotta tan and leather that face. Yeah. Because I assume once you his gotta... body is... Because he's dead, right? Like, the body's dead, so it's gonna start exactly. to rot. Yeah, probably. What do you think he does with the skeleton? Do you think he keeps it? Oh, oh you, wear make, his jewelry. you make fucking jewelry and like armor. I would. You'd have to if, keep your skull. If some weird set of circumstances gave me access to my own skeleton, I would do wonders with it. Yeah. Everybody would yeah. become Ed Gein. It's it's yeah. that everybody would be like, oh, I'm gonna make so much shit out of my body. Yeah. I'm going to eat some of it. I think I'd want a pirate of Pirates of the Caribbean it. I think I'd want my skeleton Animatronic. to do stuff. No, just do stuff, and then I'd, I'd change what, next month what it's doing. Oh, that'd yeah, that's cool. cool. You know? Yeah, no, I would do that. Like, this month, it's having a sword battle with nothing. You <laughs> and know? this like, month, mm. it's thoughtful. <laughs> thoughtful skeleton. Oh, man. <laughs> nothing like a thoughtful skeleton. Yeah. yeah. Died thinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was struck down mid-thought. He was a pensive soul. Hmm. So, yeah, that's an episode. It really is. Adam, do you want to uh, plug stuff? Uh, sure. You can find me on Twitter, at the Real Gans. I am the co-host of the Small Beans podcast called One Upsmanship, which is about video games. You'd probably like that. You just did a new episode recently, the Halo, right? Yeah, the Halo episode dropped today. But I'm sure when this comes out, there'll be another or another one coming I out. I mean, there's going to yeah. Yeah. We, it's very good. There's a bunch. It's a pretty addicting podcast. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, we like it. We're happy with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. And yeah. as for me and Dave, check out our Patreon, Gameplay Unemployed. Yes. Where we do podcasts. You can check out our podcasts on Apple Podcasts and everything and under also, Story Mode. Also has Adam on it. Also has Adam mm-hmm. on several. Yeah. I try to get on there as much as I can. We try to make the hype cast at least 50% longer you than it should be. You do. All yep. the time. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Give, give us a... Give, Visit Gameplay Unemployed. Toss us a few a few shekels. Or if you see him in the street, give him a fiver. Yeah. yeah. Or, change at us. or food. I'll take anything. <laughs> yeah, I'll take or a Or if sandwich. you have a skeleton, we preserve it. Or yeah. skeleton. Yeah. I really want to get this skulls. skeleton craft going. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. You say bye? Okay, bye. <laughs>